So this is very exciting. We are at Fitness Racing Federation's training day up up north. We don't come up here very often, do we, Josh? No, we're southerners. No. Real southerners. <laughs> um, uh, but we thought it'd be a really good opportunity over the lunch break to catch up with a couple of the athletes who are going to be representing uh, Great Britain uh, at the International Functional Fitness World Competition. All the words. All the, all the, all the words. words. There's a lot of Fs in those <laughs> yeah. things. There's FRF and IF3. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of Fs. Loads of Fs. With me is Josh Alchama. I can't get rid of him. He's here every week. Uh, and he's currently national champion, but also joined by other member Alec Harwood. You got it. Oh, <laughs> I'm so impressed with my Instagram stalking yeah. skills. The pronunciation was perfect, yeah. Oh, it's better than Charma, anyway. Alchama. Alchama. Oh, sorry, mate. You've only, been, just, you've only been working with me for like four months. It's just so months. difficult. It's so difficult. Um, but basically, we just want to know a little bit more about you and how you've managed to get yourself involved in such an exciting and a new format of functional fitness functional racing. fitness racing. So I was invited last year to um, go and compete in the States for the World Championships out there in California. Sort of jumped at the chance to do that. Um, so yeah, we were taken out there and we um, represented England. Myself and uh, a few other people were basically, it's not pioneering the event, but it was very small at that point as well, so we needed to make sure that we were out there to represent the UK and try and sort of um, establish FRF UK as a um, it's one of like the kingpins of the sort of functional fitness racing scene. And so this was as a team or individuals? This was individually, individually. yeah. So we there's four of us that went out there. We went out there as a squad, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, in, and competed individually. But it really it, it felt like we were a team, if that makes sense. Even though we were doing an individual event. Mm -hmm. It really felt like for the first competition I've ever been to that we were working together for a greater result rather than sort of working against each other, yeah. which I think is a really cool thing. And I hope that's... Which um, it somewhat feels like here, even today on the yeah, training good. camp, even though we're all individuals. And I mean, you're going to be representing yeah. as a team, but it feels like we're all helping each other to get to the same end goal, which is 100%. have a presence for GB. Yeah, I think that's a massive thing. And I think that's something that's very cool and very different about this is that um, you're looking to compete and be the best in your country but mm -hmm. for your country as well mm -hmm. so that's a little bit different I think that's quite a cool thing to do rather than being quite selfish and just being like I want to be the best person yeah. hands down you're like well we all want to get together and we all want to push forward if it's everyone from the UK on the podium I think that's a really good thing and you're going to be representing as a team yes and obviously we're excited about going in the team who's in your team so it's myself mm -hmm. uh, Laura Faulkner mm -hmm. Jack Cornthwaite um, and Jane Eady okay um so Jane Eady was out and Laura was out last year in California. So um so know how they compete and know them pretty well. I also know quite a solid relationship. against Jack quite a lot and I know him quite well. So um, it'd be, I think it'd be a really good team. Even though we haven't trained together, I think we know each other quite well because we've competed against each other. I think that's quite a good thing to then bring it into a, a team. Can you explain that to me and the people listening, how it's been broken up as teams and individuals for this particular event? Um, there was um, a qualifying... There was um, a qualifying event for individuals and that was the um the nationals the nationals yeah. for for individuals so individuals went there i think there were some invites that went out after that as well um laura and myself couldn't make that and although we were part of it last year we regrettably couldn't make the individual portion this year but we were then invited then to be part of the team which we didn't have last year so we sort of jumped at the opportunity to be part of a team um alongside the individuals sort of representing the uk so that's how we got into it and that's i think um, a few of the guys that competed are here now and then there's a, mo a few more that have been invited that obviously couldn't make it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the selection process so far. So this is all about meeting the athletes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're training okay. and um, where this fits into your, your overall kind of yearly schedule of 
fitness racing. Yeah, I'm a weird one this year. Yeah. <laughs> Most years, isn't it? I've been doing CrossFit. Yeah, I've been doing CrossFit for like over uh, sort of seven years now, competitively. Um, I've been to regional a few times and team and individually. Um, it's probably the first year I felt like I've had to try and take a bit of a step back from that and more focus on um, sort of recharging the batteries, I guess. Um, but it's really good to have this opportunity to sort of compete again. Um, I'd say it's a different stress, like we were just talking about, like you're competing with a team and it's just a little bit different. So for me, I feel like I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, individually, I don't know if I'd have the same sort of energy to put forward into that, but I feel like for a team, I reckon I could really work well for others rather than just trying to push my own intrinsic sort of motivations. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, so I can get up for doing a team thing, but for an individual thing, for me, I don't think I could have put the same effort into it. So Will you go back down that road? the individual road possibly the plan is the plan was this year to sort of take a year stepping back a little bit mm -hmm. working on some weaknesses and i'm really trying to sort of get my um mindset and, and sort of bring myself back into being competitive rather than just um i feel like maybe last year and the year before i was just sort of turning up getting a good enough to turn up these things mm -hmm. then when i was there it wasn't really mm -hmm. um maximum effort that i could have put into it i don't know it's a weird it's a weird situation to be in but maybe like a bit burnt out from from Overtraining, like maybe. Overtraining, yeah, overcompeting. Yeah, maybe just overcompeting. Like yeah. I didn't even do that many competitions, but just getting to that level and, and never being good enough to get to the next level mm -hmm. just takes a bit of its toll. That's mm -hmm. the honest opinion. So I just want to take a little step back to take steps forward yeah. later on. Yeah. How's it been feeling today in this kind of team environment? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've just been doing my own things on the yeah, side. But yeah. <laughs> um, the individual workouts and the team workouts are really different. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've just got I've been practicing on the handstand wall and, and a few other things that I haven't had in my training for a long time I don't think I've done muscle ups in three months three or four months so oh they're looking pretty smooth thanks <laughs> all I've been doing is ring rows <laughs> and strict pull ups like all literally just all functional bodybuilding stuff so yeah it's been cool to put some stuff in today that's been more dynamic mm -hmm. yeah it's good do you way. think there's going to be similarities to what you experienced in San Francisco last year compared to going to Lee Valley home crowd um, it feels like it's I don't know whether it's just because it's the home country, but it feels like it's a bigger event this year. Mm. Yeah, I, I, hopefully. I think there was about four people in the crowd last time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like in a massive, like, um, it was set up for, like, um, like music concerts. So, like, you were, we were up on a stage. It was a stage, wasn't it? Yeah, we were up yeah. on a stage, and you looked out, pictures. and it's just this vast, like, seating, like, massive arena with, like, Massey sat down there <laughs> and a few other people, like, literally just sat down. So there's, like, no one really there. But there's a few people out on the second day and stuff. It wasn't... It wasn't really for that that year. It was about doing the event, and it was about having one in the books mm -hmm. rather than I don't think they were too worried about getting many people there and stuff like that, whereas this year it's just trying to step it up and trying to bring more people into watch, which hopefully is going to happen. Hopefully I mean, it's still relatively new, right? So it feels like yeah. we're still building on, on what's Even though it's the second year, it's still like the first year, first time it's happened. I'd say that last year was just like it was one for the books to get yeah. everything written down. Yeah. Um, whereas this year, yeah, it's going to be it's the start of it, I think. It's mm -hmm. going to start looking pretty cool. Big Steve, welcome to Pod. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So uh, we just wanted to have a little chat with you today to yeah. gain a little bit of insight into what you've been doing with the training camp, how you kind of pulled everyone together, um, and how this kind of started, really. Yeah, I think uh, the idea, first and foremost, was just to get the athletes together. Mm -hmm. um, it's not often that the level of athlete that we've had here today kind of get into the same room and train. The only time they ever do that is at a competition, and um, it's at that stage where you know the stress is high and... There's a lot on the line, so there's not much gain from just competing with someone. So getting everyone together and just training together was, was just the, um, the first benefit. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, as, as a coach, um, 
feel like there's a lot that I can um, help the athletes with in terms of like one of the workouts I did today is, is pacing. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's a big area, and that there's a few things that are big areas that young athletes like yourself mm -hmm. um, maybe they overlook a little bit and just need a bit of help with. I think that's where my experienced head comes in. Yeah. Um, I think for me, coming into stuff like this, we were always taught coming into CrossFit, everything's intensity, yeah. fast, go. Yeah. And yeah. you realise actually a lot of it is not fast and go. Yeah. And we learned quite a lot of that today. Yeah. It's it's fast and go, but it's it's knowing when, when it's fast and go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, that a lot of uh, a lot of people, just, you, you get a lot of, um, you get excited for a workout to start and a bit of nervous energy and then it's just three, two, one, go. And it's just go, 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 go as fast as you can where um sort of just taking a step back and going right what's the fastest way i can do this workout that's not necessarily starting mm -hmm. super fast mm -hmm. it's finishing super fast mm -hmm. um so yeah just try to get that across with the guys and um see if there's any little key pointers we had the the handstand walk ramp um just getting people some practice on that yeah. the guys at modiflex um donated that for the day so i think it's going to be the same ramp that they're going to use at world championship so mm -hmm. it's just um Good to, good to give it a go. Yeah, and we're obviously hosting this time in your gym, um, yes. but you seem to be pretty good at doing this stuff. I know when we went to regionals, you did a training camp for that, and you're doing yeah. a lot of this off your own back, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like, like I said before, I just I see it as a way just to just to help the guys that are coming up, the the younger athletes. Mm -hmm. um, done it for what seven years now. There's plenty of stuff that I've learned, plenty of stuff that I've got wrong. More importantly, mm -hmm. um, and it's just someone was to come in uh when i was when it was five years ago and say do this a different way rather than me finding that out through a mistake of competition um you feel like you would have you could have potentially have yeah. performed better at certain areas through my career mm -hmm. um so yeah i like doing that and, and, the, and the the training camp we did at stockport there was a lot that we could get across in terms of teams and and kind of strategy and communication there so just sharing the sharing what i've learned i guess yeah. over the years Talk us through your team that you're uh, for the world championship. Yeah. yeah, so we got there's there's four teams from the UK, um, and we split up to a, to an England team, um, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Got that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the England team is uh, is made up from Laura and Alec, who are down today. They took the trip down from Bath. Um, both both been competing at high level, regionals level for five, five to seven years. Five, yeah, five, six, seven years. Yeah done a lot of high level comps got a lot of experience and then the other two that weren't here actually today but are from JST mm -hmm. Jack and Jane mm -hmm. um, who again have been on the scene in team comps they, they were both in, in the games team that we took there to uh, last year um, but have both competed individually uh, regionals level as well what was the um, thought process behind putting those guys together what were you thinking first of all I just want a strong there's a strong team it's a, I feel like that is the strongest team we could put together from all athletes in, in England. Um, well, I mean, aside from the ones that were already taken in individuals, yeah, like Josh Alshamo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but also that Jack and Jane have worked together a lot in a team. They understand each other. Yeah. Alec and Laura have worked together a lot in a team, so they understand each other. And I feel like having worked with them both in different areas and worked with Jack and Jane and worked with Alec and Laura separately, like they'll just... Um, you know they'll make a great team. They'll merge together. They understand each other well, mm -hmm. and I think that's a lot of what um, doing team is all about. It's not 
necessarily how fit and strong they are, but how, how well they, they understand each other when you know when, when it's in the middle of a workout and there's music blaring, spectators, and uh, heart rates through the roof. It's, you just got to have that certain level of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what makes the difference with a lot of teams at the top. Yeah. Your individuals were picked through a kind of a, a national selection process. If I was a spectator, who should I be looking out for? Yeah, so if we start with event one, um, the big aerobic capacity test, um, I think on the women's side, it's pretty obvious that Sam Briggs is someone who looks there as a strong competitor for that event. Mm-hmm. Runs prob- should probably beat most of the guys just because the amount of running in there. And she can hold her own with the guy in rowing. Well, I think that we've seen um, enough CrossFit yeah. games to know she beats a couple <laughs> of the guys. She's got world <laughs> records in rowing, so um, I think you've got to look out for Sam Briggs on event one. Uh, in terms of the guys, I think it'll be really close with a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. A lot of athletes are, are running similar times, rowing similar times, skiing and biking. I think it just comes down to who's had the most kind of, uh, who's been subject to the most, uh, what's the word? Do you think it's going to come down to the end of the workout for the guys? Yeah. That last little Whoever push on the bike. I guess what I'm trying to say is who's been who's been training 60 minutes? Who's yeah. been training 70 minutes in, in the session? Who can just keep going? Not a lot of people do it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people see the more fancy side of, of training. Yeah. The lifting weights, the doing the skills, where a lot of people shy away from you know running for 60 minutes in the morning. Or sitting on a bike for 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, and it and it is just tapping into that energy system. Um, so I think the guys, like I say, a lot of guys are at the same pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's who's just been training that longer time frame, I think, that'll, that'll come through in the last 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on that, actually, if anyone is listening to this podcast and they're unsure of the events at IF3 Worlds, uh, just check out our Instagram. We'll post them all up. Uh, the teams are different to the individuals, so check out the two Instagram posts, and then you can uh, follow it on with your phone as you're listening to us. And I think event, uh, event two, the max strength event. Yep. Um, there's some strong girls coming over from America. Mm-hmm. I think Amanda Goodman is one to watch on there. She's known to be a sh- very strong girl. Mm-hmm. Um, for the guys, again, it's, I think the whole guys, I think all the guys' competition is going to be close. People are going to take first, tenths. I think it's going to be mixed around. Um, I've noticed there's a few guys that are very different in each of the lifts. Yeah, so exactly. So that's where it's going to be interesting. We've got on the likes that. of Phil Escoff has posted a five at max touch and go snatch as 115. Yeah. Um, on the other Insane. hand, he's posted ten. Yeah, he's posted ten rep max over a squat of one ten, which is still very big. Yeah. But there's going to be guys that are snatching maybe a hundred for five, yep. but are over a squat in one twenty, one twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes out. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be tough to call on most events for the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, event three uh, with this the uh, body weight skill. Uh, initial thoughts is it something that Mitch Adams. Um, yourself, Taz, yeah. that's something that you three excel in is is um, just high-end skill mm-hmm. um, with the L pull-ups and all the, the handstand walk and ramps. Yep. Um, girls, we've got Rosie, um, who showed us today. She's very very capable on her hands, yep. flying up and down that, that obstacle, no problem. Um, gymnastic background. Yes, yes, she has got gymnastic background, I think to a quite high level yeah. as well. And that workout is very much going to come down to the handstand walks, really yeah. the L sit pull ups are just yeah. in there. Maybe the last set of five might just slow some people down, but it's all about being on your hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that moves on to the bodyweight endurance. That was the three, two, one, and the heavy rope double unders. Mm-hmm. 
Um, three, two, one of three pull-ups, two chest to bar, one bar muscle. One up. bar muscle. Up. Yeah. So it's ten rounds of that. Ten double unders with heavy rope. The three, two, one, and then it finishes with a hundred double unders. 21 pull-ups, 15 chest bar, 9 bar muscle-ups. Yep. This might be a slight exaggeration, but having seen those ropes today, if you haven't seen one of those ropes, imagine taking like a piece of metal chain and yeah. skipping with it. The because that's yeah. the kind of weight we're talking <laughs> Not about. Not just skipping, you've got to go around twice. twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to call that one. Um, I think a lot of people will be very similar until kind of that, that 21, 15, 9 comes around. I think that's a lot of athletes fun. will be going to hitting that point at the same time. So it comes down to who's made the best decision to pace yeah. better in that first section. Yeah. Um, same applies with the girls. I think I think Briggs is known for a, a grip strength and a gymnastic capability on a bar. So um, highly likely chance that she'll be <laughs> she'll be running away with that one towards the end. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got two more events left. There's the mixed model. Which is your which, traditional CrossFit. Yeah. And just there's like five different uh, movements. Um, again, I think that's going to be a tight one because everyone that's going to this competition is at high level. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there, the skill element or like rep range, it's too hard for anyone. Um, it is going to come down to pacing and who just uh, executes. I noticed properly. today that the, the reps in that or the movement almost change when the reps, when you feel the gas from the reps, you're on yeah. another movement. Yeah. Then you feel the gas again, you're yeah. on another movement. The, those so you low don't rep, get that yeah. chance to kind of think about what you're doing, just have to move. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a fast-paced workout, and the, and the hard thing is it's going to be a fast-paced workout for like what is it, seven, uh, ne- seven, eight, nine minutes, yeah. which is going to be tough. Um, and the last event, you can never call the power output events, just the sprints. Uh, we've got 50-meter shuttle runs, and then uh, cycling 60-kilo bars for thrusters, power snatches, power clean jerks. Um, again, it's a way that every athlete that's going there can cycle very fast. Mm-hmm. Everyone can do 50-meter short runs very quick. Um, so it's going to be you know, super close. Though, it is the last event of it's the, the three-day weekend. Yeah. How will they all be feeling? That could also be something that plays into it. Yeah, definitely. Just just fitness and um, just level of recovery. What they do when they go to after the competition each night. Mm-hmm. That Those type of things um, start playing in when you get to the last event of the last day. Um, and often, if there's three people towards the top and it comes to the last event seventh or eighth place they're going to be like mm, not, I'm still going to try my hardest but you can't um, replicate yeah. that intensity that if you're in third place got if I win this event I'm going to win world championships like yeah, it's a different intensity um, no matter how hard you try and so it's going to be another tough one to call I think that just shows that the level of athlete that they've got at the competition um, you can't just say this person will win that event because Everyone's just, yeah. ev- everyone's like been to regionals, been to the games, and there's multiple regional athletes coming from across the world. Yeah, so absolutely. I think Denmark have just released their team, and there was me thinking that most of the UK team are going to run away with the places, and they throw out a load of names that have been many times to regionals. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you want to see uh, all of these athletes competing at the International Functional Fitness Federation Worlds, yeah. uh, tickets are still available, and you can get them online. Um, I'm pretty sure if you Instagram them, they'll send you the directions yeah. to where you need to get tickets. Yeah. And it's being held at Lee Valley Athletic Centre, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And as far as I'm aware, it's probably the biggest congregation of international um, professional athletes in this country. Yeah. Um, likened to regionals, but regionals will never come. 
for this country. So make sure you get down there, check out their website, and um, and get your tickets because we want to support all these great athletes uh, in their endeavours. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Legends. Athlete number two. Indeed. Laura. Laura Faulkner. Big dog. Big dog and cross between. Huge. How's it going? So your competing team, Alex already mentioned that you're alongside him, Jane Eady and Jack. Jack. Jack Horthwaite. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty strong. Are are you confident? Yeah, I think so. We, um, so... We went to California last mm-hmm. year for the first world, um, and we were individual then. Mm-hmm. This year, the nationals uh, were on my best friend's wedding day, and I was like head bridesmaid as well. So that was obviously that. priorities. <laughs> yeah, and it was like an awesome day. Obviously, I would never have missed it. Um, so I mean, I don't know. It was. It's great to still be involved and do the team. Um, it would have been probably a really good test at this time of year to actually go individual mm-hmm. but the team events are really good and we're such a strong team that i'm well up for it it's going to be really good um so yeah the ev- i haven't actually competed in a team for a little while now a bit out of practice mm-hmm. but i think we're a team of four individuals as well so um we we just need to spend a bit of time together beforehand just to make sure we're all on the same page um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. It's going to be good. How how have you had to kind of change your training in terms of the team stuff? Because you've done a lot of individual competitions, um, regionals, yep. being one of them multiple times. So yeah, a strong seven times athlete. this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so such an achievement. Three times team, four individual. Mm-hmm. But I qualified once individual and gave up my spot. So five years individual qualification, which is crazy. I don't feel old enough to yeah. ever say that. <laughs> but when are those it years ago? It suddenly escapes from you, doesn't it? Age yeah. It's suddenly gone. I'm 26 and I started cross when I was about 19. So it was young. Incredible. But um, yeah, I wish very I lucky. when I was 19. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's one of those things. It's I had no background in any training at all, really. Mm-hmm. I did athletics and I was quite... I would say I was probably quite naturally talented at that kind of sport. Mm-hmm. I've always really, really enjoyed it. Like, PE was my favourite thing to do ever at school and stuff. Um, but I never really... I didn't really pursue it. I could probably have done it a bit more competitively if I wanted to, but, mm-hmm. you know, other things sort of creep in. Um, I've ridden horses forever. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. I don't have time and don't have the money. Um, but, yeah, so that's where it um, kind of came from. Just love exercising. What were the draws of getting involved in an event like IF3 Worlds? Um, so we were really, really lucky to be selected to go to California last year. Um, and that was based on our regional performances, I believe, so mm-hmm. from the previous year. Um, and, yeah, so when we were invited to go, we were like, obviously we want to go to California <laughs> and do a competition. <laughs> yeah, sounds amazing. And it was really, really good experience. So being part of it from the start, I feel really, really lucky. And again, like I couldn't do nationals this year, um, but to be in the team this year, I'm really, really grateful that I can mm-hmm. be part of it and support the other UK athletes and be there. And hopefully, um, all the sort of knowledge I've picked up over the years can help the other guys out. Um, yeah. So I've gone off your question a little bit there. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> and do you see any like major differences from the kind of the workouts you're going to be expected to do as a team at Lee Valley in a couple of weeks' time versus what you might have experienced at regionals? Yeah, so individual and team is like a completely different thing, like completely different. I actually find being individual a lot less stressful because I can only let myself down. <laughs> it's like in a team you can let... It's a strange way to look at it. 
because other people will turn around and say, well, actually, they might find team a little bit less stressful because I've honestly yeah, find it backup because you got backup. Yeah, yeah, I've honestly like I've never felt like that. Like yeah. at least if it's you, you're like, and it's easier to accept when you're like, well, I I know I did everything and I still couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, probably from a few experiences, I just find it less stressful. It's mm. obviously it's more stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Um. But with team stuff, it's just so the stuff we're going to be doing is all essentially going to be like near enough max effort. So like a lot of sprint work is a lot of sprint work. So whereas actually in my training at the moment, I'm not doing that at all. So I wouldn't say I'm like peak perfectly for team competition. We haven't trained together, um, but we know each other. So mm-hmm. me, Al, and Jane spent a, a t- uh, time in California together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not Jack, but we've known each other for a while. So it's just good knowing each other's personalities as well. It's quite cool in that sense. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm total blabber. No, it's, no, okay. no, it's, it's been great. Brilliant. <laughs> um, basically, this just means we need to come and do a proper podcast with you because we can go for hours. Cool, yeah, <laughs> I can. So just make sure you just clip me right back in. We'll, uh, we'll tag you out. But thank cool. you so much for uh, coming over and having a quick chat. Okay, so we are here with Craig Massey, um, and we just wanted to kind of have a chat with you in terms of FRF and the World Championships, you know, your, your perspective, your, what you think about it and your vision and where you want it to go. Um, well, at the moment, because it's in its infancy, um, we're all kind of modelling in and doing what we, what we can to help. Um, I'm a coach, Steve's a coach. I think Steve's been named coach for the team. I've been named team manager whatever that means I don't know like bag carrying bag carrying <laughs> washing making, the kit making protein making, shakes making tea yeah uh, yeah sorry well, well, you're, at least you're an athlete <laughs> at, at least I know who to come to now <laughs> yeah I'll do that mm. <laughs> um, yeah so uh, w- we're all just in trying to help where we can um, with our own little um, levels of, of, of experience really um, mm-hmm. trying to help you guys and trying to make the event um, a success based from what we uh, from what we experienced last year in terms of your background, mm. how, w- why were you the, the opportune person to bring in at this level? Our gym, we, we were look, we've been lucky enough to, to um, build our brand within the CrossFit community to a reputable brand, Train Manchester. Um, you haven't heard of it? No, <laughs> many haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think joking. everybody knows about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like three sites now, right? Yeah, we've got three gyms, um, and I had an Airbnb right outside it, maybe like six months ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Which one? Train one in Castlefield. It, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Castlefield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you train there? No, I was, oh, I was there with my family. On. I couldn't be like, oh, sorry, mum and dad, I'm only seeing you for a day. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go to the gym around yeah. the corner. Yeah. No, not cool. Um, yeah, so we, we we had the gym. The other th- the other um, side of it, why they they wanted to us to be involved was we have Raynal as our event as well. Um, so it's a significant event on the UK calendar for, for you know, novice to intermediate um, competitors. Yeah, competitors. Yeah. Give it, and the, the yeah, the, the essence of that competition is to to give people the opportunity to compete who probably wouldn't usually get the opportunity to compete in a in a qualification scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a ballot system. It's worked really well. It's grown over the last six years. We do six of those events now over over the year. So um, yeah, there was train and rainhill. All, all being ours, that was that was why we got uh, asked to, to come in and, uh, and and get involved. Really, does it hold a, like a, a special kind of like emotional connection because you have seen so many of your athletes from train and what you've tried to achieve with Rainhill, and there not being any support there to get athletes into a, like a professional pathway? Um, that's a difficult question because 
I don't really do this for the athlete side of things. Um, if a good athlete comes in, then yeah, it's obviously a pleasure to coach them. But it's for me, there's just as much um, enjoyment and fulfilment in getting somebody who's never done anything before to getting somebody to do, um, you know, a certain amount of work that they've never achieved or a certain amount of strength that they've never achieved in their life. So just by improving somebody's life, just that little bit is is just as fulfilling as getting an athlete to a competition and having them do well. Yeah. So it's not it's not it, that's. N- Coaching athletes is not why I do this. Um, I do coach some athletes, but um, it's not it's not the be all end all for me. But on that, isn't that part of um, IF3s and FRFs overall master plan is actually about community engagement and, and getting people fit and healthy. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So um, there will be, like anything, there will be the top level of of, of, of elite, um, and there'll be pathways for that. But then, yeah, a lot a lot of the a lot of the stuff that will sit. Um, at low level and form the foundation will be around grassroots of, of what we do, which is fitness for general population, which is massively important uh, and 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 still still growing in the UK. I think we we are always a few years behind the US um, in that um, in in the awareness of fitness, the awareness of, of fitness in general health and well being, um, in your general energy through the day and, and all the rest of it. So we've got a, we've got a, a, a little way to go to catch up with that. I think. I think the exciting part of this also, though, is building for the future. So a lot of what we're doing here today, even as athletes now, we're doing knowing that further down the line, we are going to be the coaches. And I think that's quite an exciting prospect about this because it's not just a case of building for athletes now as what we are, but it's also about generating for the younger athletes that are coming through, like Taz, who is here as part of this, but he is also going to be someone that could be around when it does go further. Yeah, massively. Um, we, we touched on it before. Um, you, you know, the lifespan, as, as, this, as this sport grows, um, the level of athlete goes up and so the lifespan of that athlete is also getting smaller and smaller mm-hmm. because you know you've got that window of, of opportunity are you you know if you look at the, the the top 10 of the games over the last uh three to four years you know 24 to 26 certain height certain weight male and female and, and what have you now it, it it's not it's not your every man that can go and do a good job you, you you're in that you're in this small window of opportunity so mm-hmm. yeah you when we get to 2028 you guys that are competing now will be beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'll be if you if you're still in it, you'll be coaching. Yeah. Cool. Okay, L- lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Nice, short and sweet, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to do this in a slightly longer format going forward. Sometime yeah, 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 I'd love to.